welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas, the amateur. And I'm David, the expert. And together, we're your weekly guides to unlocking the power of presentation skills. You just came home. Yes. You've been on the road for, it took 24 hours for you to get home. The, the, the most horrible part of the stretch was actually the freeway in Sweden and everything else just apparently worked. A bit, yeah, snowy, slippery, a lorry just went off and we stood still for a number of hours. Yes, but yes. traveling from LA to, to, to back and forth, mm. that was flawless though. Yeah, nice. business class, my man. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's sleeping in the clouds. For me, as as an amateur <laughs> speaker, I wouldn't. That's not it. It's a it's a bit far. Yes, maybe I'll get there yeah. one day. It's yeah. not. But I'm to be honest with with myself, I'm not pursuing a career as a speaker. I'll leave that up to you. So, well, so you you go on the flashy planes and do all the the cool stuff, and I'll just sit here and plot and scheme and <laughs> create everything else. That's a great, you know, when it comes to setting goals and uh, and um, building dopamine in life, it's it's actually great to once just spend more time on business class, just once. Because the contrast is so massive that it'll help you drive your business more, you know, another injection of dopamine to do even better in your in your own business or as a speaker you go like okay that's my goal that's where i want to go so i'm just clear with my clients when i go to the us or to uh, parts of asia where i go if you want me at my best i'm having business class yeah because um, getting that good sleep and being relaxed and not having aches all over my body or whatever yeah it's just worth it well, it, it is a big difference. Mm. Last night, I didn't sleep too well, so yeah. my body feels <laughs> off. And uh, if it would have been in another sense, I would have slept good, I would have eaten good, I would have done all of that in the yeah. way that I is optimal, yeah. then my performance is, is better. You it's see, higher. this yeah. podcast would have been even better if you'd slept better. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'll just shut up from now. <laughs> yeah. No, but we were sitting here talking, and yep. it's. Um, I thought it would be interesting if you could share why you went to the US mm-hmm. and what you actually did because yep. this was one of the, the the it's a really good paid job mm-hmm. and it's something that you were hired to do it cost 50,000 US dollars mm-hmm. to hire you to go to the US mm-hmm. why are people paying that and mm-hmm. what are they expecting out of your delivery when you are going on on that um, on that trip yeah sure thing um, right so yeah i have the opportunity of going to the us i think i've gone every month as it's been lately miami last month then it was la now and miami again in in january and the um and the perspective of it is obviously you know i've spent so much time in my life focusing on one subject becoming really good at one subject mm-hmm. And uh, it's not about the not about being paid fifty thousand for going over there and talking for. In this case, it was quite a number of hours. We spent about twelve, I'd say about ten to twelve hours in a workshop. But um, it's the same amount if I go over for a two-hour session mm. uh, because it's it's the time that costs, and you don't actually pay for the for the two hours or for the ten hours. What you pay for is my life. Mm the hours that I put into a subject, the 20 years of experience, that's usually what, but it doesn't have to be 20 years. You know, if you, I see a lot of experts in AI being able to charge a lot of money because they've spent the last two years analyzing, understanding and becoming experts at that subject. Mm. And that's worth that kind of money. Mm. 
So yeah, just I think the thing is in this case, one subject, go absolutely nerdy, expert on that subject so that you become different to what others are doing. Yeah, I guess also you're paying from the perspective of what am I getting out of this yeah. and, and getting the expert in the subject that you really need to become better at mm. is worth the money that you put into it. And, and based on how much you are willing to put in, that's the amount of like outcome that you'll be getting. Sure, in, in mm. some cases you might get lucky and you might find yeah. someone that's really cheap, but mm -hmm. you won't know for sure. So, yeah. I'm I've, I've seen and heard that so many times. Like literally, I uh, last time I was in Chicago, they, that was what they said, you know, we, uh, you are expensive. And they looked at me and I said, yeah, okay. Well, um, I'll prove my, my worth to mm. you. And uh, when I was done, they said, you, you were right. This was this was among the best we've seen, and uh, and it's uh, it was by far worth it. We've had speakers before which have, we have paid less for, but the quality has also been of the of this of that kind of class. Mm. And um, they got back to me and they said that they were earning more. They were selling so much more that the that the 50k fee that they paid me was peanuts compared mm. to the outcome of the training so yes you are absolutely right mm. now that you were in la last mm. time uh, well you came home yesterday <laughs> last yeah. time but yeah, yeah. last time uh, <laughs> that is last time technically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true so what was it that you you did you, you had a 12-hour workshop yeah like, what did you do so it was split into two days and we did saturday sunday the um well, we have this model called PDC, right? Mm -hmm. Present to delivery content. And that is what my skills boil down to. How are you an amazing presenter? I.e. what's your internal communication with yourself? How are you an amazing deliverer? And how can you build content that mm -hmm. people listen to? And in this case, they, um, they were lawyers. So they represent clients in court and it is crucial for them to get their point across to the jury and the judge so that they um, they can perform better for their client and in those cases it's you know like just using a metaphor or not a metaphor has a big outcome mm. and at the end of the day emotion is what drives all human decisions even juries you know, you, you'd hope that that is entirely rational, but it's not. Their emotions is the driving force of their of their verdict. So at the end of the day, it comes down to how can these lawyers create the right emotions, uh, the, the emotions that impact the jury, that makes them feel what they're looking for, the right feeling. Uh, yeah, so that's what we've been working with. We had a lot of focus on the 110 steps of excellence, oh. the, the most recent TED talk that I've done working on the the particular skills that they could use and that's you know so like, basically pre delivery skills yeah delivery like skills. everything so so was it the body language that you saw that people needed more was it voice skills was it language skills um, well in this case and in in most cases it varies a lot mm. it varies a lot but every person uh, has a benefit of learning the skills mm. and there's one skill in particular that I've found during the last couple of years, 
being more and more and more and more important than I believed it was before. And it's uh, number 108, and that would be the skill of synchronicity. Mm. And what that is, is that, I imagine this, Lucas, that, you know, you're... Um, your your wife says to you, you know, I, I love you, Lucas. And you say the same thing, but you go, yeah, I love you too. And you can hear it in your voice that that wasn't synchronized with what you felt or what you felt wasn't synchronized with your, your words. And then she'll look at you and she'll go, hmm, did he really mean that? And she'll become dubious, you know, maybe asking you, do you, do you really love me? Mm. Or she'll go around and that'll, keep, that'll be like a shadow in her head. Why did he say it that way? And why didn't he say it with full synchronicity? Because that's what you want when somebody says, I love you. So in synchronicity, it's literally about, you can see there's a tunnel where the, where the tunnel starts with an emotion. And in that tunnel, if your facial expressions, if your voice, if your words, if your body language and gestures, all those five, say the same thing as your emotion, I full transparency. Mm. Your emotion comes out exactly as you intended it to be. That's the people we listen to the most. It's the people we trust. It's the person we find connection with. You know, it's the person you walk into a room and you see that person, you go, ah, feels like I've known you forever, man. That's the kind, that's synchronicity. Have you come across that? You know, like, have you come into a room and you've met people with, <clears throat> you've just clicked with? Um, yes. Uh, yes, I, I I can't just draw it out of my head, but I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. People, some people that you meet, you just feel that they are genuine, honest, open. This is me. Mm. Take me for who I am, yeah. and I I I like that. Yeah, I, uh, I I highly appreciate it, and it feels I I feel connected to that person in a way where I do I wouldn't if there would be something off. Yeah, uh, you you notice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's almost scary when it's off because they say something, but it's obvious in their facial expression that they don't mean it, mm. and that just tells you straight away that. Either they never learned the they never learned how to transmit their message with their facial expressions, or they're lying. But I don't know which. No, no, it's it's easy to, to go into a, a a a path in 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 your head where you're thinking is is this true or not? Yeah. And starting the doubt seeds more doubt, right? Yeah. So it's it just ever going. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it, the, a scary fact in this is when when I do training in public speaking and presentation skills, give it a guess. How many percent out of a hundred do you think have well developed facial expressions? That's and that's just one of the five layers for synchronicity. Well, forty percent. Yeah, it's closer to ten. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so 10 out of 100 mm. will have good facial expression, like a good range of facial expressions. Mm. And then on the other range, you, or on the other side, you literally have 20% who have practically no facial expressions. So they're really good at poker. <laughs> <laughs> they would be amazing at or, poker. Or, or having just 10% of your skills, does that also mean that you're, you are so... In, mm, unaware of your facial expressions that probably you're really bad at poker 
I don't know. I don't know the conclusion, but if you, you they literally don't have facial expressions. Mm. Like they don't change their face. Well, why? I I think I think it comes down to I think it comes down to a learning thing. So what we've seen is in studies it's it's shown that mothers these days uh, they looked at mothers and their and their infants and the infants whereas the mothers used a lot of uh, mobile time looked at their mobile phone instead mm. of their kid the these infants had less facial expressions than those mothers who did not look as much on their mobile phones wow so the the mobile phone screen time in the mother correlated to the amount of facial expressions that could be seen in the in the infant yeah well, i guess you, you mirror the the things that you see as a as a baby yeah and if you don't you see it from an angle instead mm-hmm. of straight ahead mm-hmm. uh, then it's uh, it's really hard to develop and you don't pick it up no mm-hmm. no so i'd say that it's probably a learned trait that these people the 20 percent that they don't have facial expressions could just be because their parents didn't have facial expressions and then they didn't pick it up in the way that they could have mm. yeah yeah, so I, th- I think it comes from there. But that is the scary part of synchronicity. And that is that these five layers, mm. that very few people um, have full synchronicity. You can, you can just look at your own life as a listener. How many people do you meet in your life that you just fall for? Not like romantically, but it just clicks. You go, I like you. I'd like to spend more time with you. Mm. How often, like within a... We're talking split seconds here, mm-hmm. literally. Within 10 seconds, you've figured this out. Within 10 seconds, you've figured out, I do not want to spend uh, any more time with you alone in a room. That's the other side of it. So this is this was a big part of the training. Yep. The question from them was, how do we achieve more synchronicity? Yep. Because we, we feel this for our clients. We feel that they've been treated incorrectly or whatever. But when they're doing their closings or opening they're obviously also in their mind what are they supposed to say yeah the story the volume how do i change my pace they're they're in that headspace how can they also be connected with their emotion so i'd say that we spent 30 percent of the time working on that wow how to achieve synchronicity and my core answer to it is to learn how to be in contact with your emotions that that is that's the that's the shortcut mm. that is the shortcut so for instance when i um, when i do keynotes and i show a video of something that should create empathy and i can and i ask people like how many felt empathy and maybe 70% will raise their arm and say i felt mm. empathy the other 30%, sometimes they come up to me and they said, I didn't feel anything when I looked at that. You know, was something wrong with me? Or I'm like, nothing's wrong with you. Maybe, what do you feel empathy for? And then they said, I, I don't think I feel a lot of empathy. I, I may feel for this and this, maybe. Mm. And then I said, um, well, that's where you should start to practice them. Like, every single emotion can be practiced. You cannot take them for granted. You're not like born with emotions. You're born with biological uh, reactions and physical reactions. Part of being human is understanding what, which biological and physiological reaction is that emotion. We're not born to know what love is. We're not born to know what empathy is. Like I meet people who cannot differentiate between being excited and being uh, anxious. Mm. 
so many in the world who cannot differentiate between those feelings. This is something we learn, so we need to learn that more. So yeah, be, be in contact with your emotions. Practice, like Google the, the, na- the nine core emotions and then just go, okay, I'm going to become freaking good at empathy. That's my thing. I'm going to do six months of training to learn what does empathy feel like? Where do I get it from? And how can I become better at it? And that is key and core when it comes to to synchronicity, to be able to then just switch on the sensation of empathy and find that within you. So that was one of the core shortcuts. And But then we also then, of course, worked a lot on facial expressions, which was one of the other layers. Mm. So how, how, do you, how do you go about working on your facial expressions it's um it's copying i my favorite is copying actors a uh, good actors mm, mm. so some of my my favorite actors you have uh, you have johnny depp fantastic facial expressions and you have um uh, wolf of wall street leonardo dicaprio absolute legend at facial expressions mm. Jim Carrey, legend yeah, football, uh, yeah. uh, facial expressions. <laughs> impossible to beat. Yeah, impossible to beat. So these are some of my favorites, mm. but you may have your own favorites. But what then I do is I, uh, I, when I look at them, I go like, oh my God, that's a great facial expression. And I just pause and I do the same thing. Mm. And that's the way I practice. And then maybe I'll just keep that facial expression or I'll keep on practicing it during the day just to find the muscles for that particular facial expression. Mm. Yeah, and that and that is actually that's so interesting when we watch movies and we don't believe the character. You know, you 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 watch it's got a good plot, it's got a good story, but you yeah, don't yeah. believe the character. Yeah, that's because they're not in synchronicity. Mm. They are not in connection with their feeling all through the five layers. And when we look at them, we can see that they're faking it. Mm. They're not in the role. So yeah, and th- that's why that's what differentiates great actors from some not so great actors the great actors tom hanks again who just like literally spends six months getting into character living like that character mm-hmm. being that is, is, that's mm-hmm. incredible yeah. that's amazing that's how you learn feelings learn facial expressions so I'd say that, and another one, another favorite is just walking around on this in the street in in, uh, in the city, and you see you spot someone doing a facial expression you haven't tried in a while, and you go like, <laughs> "Let's do that." Yeah, okay, we're gonna try that. So I just try it on. So I think that looks a bit psycho sometimes, <laughs> you know. If one of their friends would have seen me go like, "Yeah, did he just pick up his facial expression?" It's weird. <laughs> but it's interesting with the face. I mean, I can raise my 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 right eyebrow, but it's really hard to do to <laughs> yeah. do the left one. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's just muscles, but it's some muscles that you just haven't trained. Yeah. And and obviously you can, but mm-hmm. it takes practice yeah. and dedication. Yeah. It's really hard to do the left. Yeah. 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 I can hear you. I can move my right ear. What? I can't yeah. move my left ear. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even know how to move one ear. <laughs> I, I yeah, could, muscles. I yeah. could probably learn. But yeah, and then we come back to the infant bit, you know? Mm. Copying your, your parents, that's where it starts. Mm. What, what, imagine then that maybe the, f- say that the first two years are like 
insanely important for facial expressions. So if you had a mother or a father who, who, who did the both eyebrow <laughs> thing in front of your baby girl, and the baby goes like, yeah, yeah, I got that, I got that. This is because I'm a baby. <laughs> you go, oh, let's, let's do the ears, right? And you go, right ear, right ear, all right, left ear, left ear. And the baby goes, yeah, I got that as well. Jim Carrey's parents, maybe that's what they did. Mm. You know, they're super flexible facial expressions. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but it's not too late. I know that you can do this later on in life as well. It's just that you have to like consciously decide, all mm. right, I want to fix this. Mm. Um, what is sad is that I see people, they come to me and they say, I haven't got friends. Mm. I have I got I get DMs on this on Instagram TikTok on practically a daily basis. How do I get friends? And I find that people who are not synchronized have less friends because they're just you, your perception of them is less trustworthy. Mm. And uh, people who have high level of synchronicity are surrounded with people. Um, so yeah, if you if you find yourself listening to this pod, that mm, man, wonder my, what my synchronicity looks like. Have a look at it yourself, or get somebody else. It's much better that a, a professional coach looks at it. Like when we do our 110 steps analysis, mm. anyone can send a video in from wherever in the world, and we'll analyze every one of the 110 steps, including synchronicity. And if you uh, get the diagnosis that your synchronicity is whatever at 60 percent. You know, the, the opportunity of excelling in that skill, mm. it's, uh, it'll impact you as a parent, as a, as a partner, as a, in your career, friends. Mm. Big thing, big thing. But people go, oh, I <laughs> the effort, David, the effort. <laughs> yeah, well, especially if you don't know. I mean... Yeah, if 10% are really good at using facial expressions, you, you, you can probably say that most of us need to work on them. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, I've been trying to raise my left eyebrow for five years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that takes time. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not something that you, <laughs> I don't do, I don't do it daily. If I would have done it daily mm -hmm. and have a work, yeah. workout routine for my left eyebrow, then yeah. maybe it would have gone faster. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it yeah. takes time. It takes time. It takes time, and especially it, it takes dedication. Yeah, this is something that I want to be become better at. Mm -hmm. I need this. Mm -hmm. I, I learned to whistle at a higher tone with a higher volume because mm -hmm. I, I got a dog, and this oh, right. wasn't enough anymore. Uh -huh. So I've I've dedicated myself to once daily try to whistle louder. Yeah. And uh, what's the sound like? Uh, I, it's going to sound like it's broken now, but it, sometimes <laughs> okay. it works. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. But I'm I'm getting in, I'm inching closer, and I can hear clearly that it's working. Yeah, like, I'm I'm getting closer. Okay, okay, okay. Well done. But but yeah, dedication. Yeah, and and motivation, obviously, because I want to retrieve my dog mm. with this whist whistle sound. Yeah. I don't want to get a pipe, a whistle that I have around my neck. I want to be able to just do it, mm. and that is motivation enough for me. True, helps, yes. Mm. And as we've said so many times in this uh, this pod, uh, podcast as well, is that uh, this is life, man. Mm. Don't take it for granted. Don't go like, what I have is what I got when I was a kid. I'm not changing that. No, you can change it for the rest of your life. And you should. You should change it for the rest of your life. You should optimize your ability to communicate, your ability to speak, your ability to whatever whistle. <laughs> to, you know, that's how you keep your brain alive. That's how you 
can at least avoid dementia to a certain extent, Alzheimer's to a certain extent, keep you co cognitively skilled and sharp all the time. And um, I love it. You know, I, I'll never stop. Uh, I, 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 I spent, I've so spent uh, six months practicing my synchronicity. I'll probably spend another 18 months until I'm happy with it. Mm. Mm. So 30% of the time, mm -hmm. approximately, was spent on synchronicity. Yep. And then you spent a lot of time working through the 110 steps, looking mm -hmm. at the, the body language and, and, and the voice expressions, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what, 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 was, uh, what was it more that you did in the, the training? We spent a lot of time on internal communication as well, because mm -hmm. that is also a shortcut to synchronicity yeah. and just becoming generally a better presenter. Right. So what you talked about being more empathetic, if I'm lacking this this feeling mm. and I don't, I can't recognize it, yeah. and then it's hard for me to portray it and get em empathy for what I'm saying if yeah. I'm not good at this em exactly. emotional part. Yeah. 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 So in your internal communication, and we spent a good couple of hours on that as well, and they got exercises on how to increase uh, the various substances in their brains, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and um, cortisol as well. Mm. And they got to learn how to do that. And we've, well, the, the, the practical ways of doing that is oxytocin can be increased by looking at videos that create empathy. Dopamine can be created by... by uh, reiterating, repeating, and amplifying the uh, emotional outcome, the positive emotional outcome of whatever you're going to do. So you can, if you're going to go into a, a talk, for instance, you can amplify the output of it. You go, go, when I'm done with this talk, these 100 people will be able to go ha home and... Uh, and inspire their kids and communicate with their partners. And I, I have the opportunity of making their life 20% better. But not only that, but you start to visualize what that looks like in their kitchen. You start to visualize what, what the dialogue when, they're, when, the, when their father comes home and is, is more present. You visualize these effects in your head and you go like boom, 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 boom. You amplify, amplify, amplify these scenarios of the outcome of your talk. And that is a, a great way of building dopamine. Uh, yeah, so that's oxytocin, dopamine, and then serotonin has shown to be connected with social status. Uh, so that's that is acknowledging your social status, acknowledging that you uh, you're significant. Maybe in my case, I can read previous comments from previous participants, mm. and that boosts my self esteem. The, um, the 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 thing that a lot of people do when it comes to serotonin is that they it's, it's the negative version where they go oh am I good enough for this mm. am I really the right person for this can I do this what questions are they going to ask Ooh, is this going to be hard or whatever and that is just stopping that I don't know if that that hasn't shown scientifically that it can increase your serotonin but like just light it, it should do because if you are self-critical you will be bringing down your self-esteem. Mm. So you just stop being self-critical and be self-positive instead and, and boosting and building that. Uh, so yeah, we, we practiced this. They gave this to each other. Um, that's a great way of being in contact with your emotions as well. Mm. So that was a big part of it. Mm. Content-wise, what did we go through? We went through structure, how to structure your presentation, that you should start with uh, a respect phrase. And we went through that a lot, actually. Mm. Respect phrase. 
when you start your presentation, when you start your opening and you say, hello and welcome. Today I'm going to go through the that respect phrase sucks because you don't pay respect really. If you come in and say, hello, it's great to see you all. Today we're going to go through one. It's great to see you all. It's bullshit. Where does that there's no emotion in that sentence. You just said that because you're supposed to say that. If you go in and in this simple example, you say, hello and mm, oh, good morning. It is absolutely amazing to see you all again. It's uh, yesterday was just such a laugh, you know, such a brilliant day. Thank you all for that participation. Truly, I know this is challenging. I know this takes time from your life. So just respect for you spending the time and the focus here today mm. and, and also yesterday. Okay, today we're going to go, yeah, that is paying respect. Mm. And that makes a phenomenal difference to, be, to, to show your audience that they're seen, that, they, that they're heard, that their pains are in consideration, that you've seen the challenges that, that they're going for. You win, you win their hearts. And you shouldn't just do this. This isn't like a playbook thing. This is this is life. You should care about the people you talk about. But we tend to be so nervous in the beginning that we just go, hello, it's great to see you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for putting the time into this. Today we're going to go through, and you can just hear it in the pace and the lack of pauses and the lack of synchronicity. That They don't mean that. Mm. But they're nervous, and that we, that's usually when we lose that yeah yeah it's worth putting in the time in the beginning because even though you are lacking time or you just want to get on with the subject whatever it is you yeah. get to the good part yeah having everyone on board until the good part is crucial yeah yes definitely and we all like and this is a fun thing as well what happens when you when you get a compliment lucas like what is the instinct you have well, as a Swede, we don't really take compliments. We throw them back at the person. <laughs> so it's, uh, if you say, oh, I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you're here today as well, David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's an immediate Swedish response, uh, which I'm, I'm working on to, to, to get away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've taken conscious steps to being grateful for the compliment and yeah. really taking it in yeah. and saying thank you i really appreciate that or yeah. something like that but, but yeah <laughs> there are so many versions of this around the world as i've been traveling a lot and pe teaching people in this i like the the uk one is insane because it's like oh that's a nice jumper you have and a person from britain uh, not all of them but a lot of them will go this this no this this i've i bought this at a thrift shop you know like this was literally two pounds i i don't even know if i'm keeping it uh, <laughs> this you know you excuse yourself yeah yeah to the compliment at mm. least we give it back mm. in mm. this case i think they do as well to mm. to some extent mm. absolutely but i hear that more being mm. super self-critical to yeah. compliment and what i wanted to say with it is, is yes exactly that you you throw it back again and there's a beautiful word which goes like this, reciprocity. Isn't that a beautiful word? Reciprocity, mm, reciprocity. reciprocity. It means that you want to, literally you want to give back. So I give you a compliment due to the effect of reciprocity, you want to give it back. Mm. So you're in debt to me. Cool. And you don't want to be in debt to me, so you give it back as soon as and fast as possible. But when you give it to the audience, 
they're suddenly in debt to you mm. emotionally. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that's not obviously the purpose of respect phrase. That is the that is just one of the effects of a respect phrase. This means that they will be more forgiving because that is a way of paying back the debt. Mm. They will um they will applaud a little bit more, they will interact in the questions a little bit more. It just it's just human nature, reciprocity. So it's getting that respect phrase right is so important. So my my tips for you to who's listening to this is when when you're heading to this presentation or meeting prepare it but don't over prepare the respect phrase you it's a good that you have an idea a twist that you think through maybe you're sitting in the car and go like why do i care about this audience like what what is it that i feel for them and you go through different scenarios and examples and you think in which kind of association or in which situation do I feel for them? And you go, ah, that's an angle. Yes, that's why I care. Hmm. Like uh, tomorrow I'm heading off to another workshop on, on uh, a medicament called uh, for psoriasis. Mm. Right, and they've uh, they've they've created this medicine, and it is the most powerful thing on the market today. But they're not really getting the doctors to adapt it in the pace that they need to and want to. So, and that's easy, man. That is easy, because to me, I have some friends who have psoriasis, and if you don't know what that is, just YouTube it. But it's a, it's a horrible skin condition for the person who has it. Constant, painful itching. Mm. Um, and so what I'll do when I get there tomorrow is I'll probably say something of the likes. Good morning. It is an absolute honor to be here today. Because the work that you do, getting your medicine to the doctors so that the doctors can prescribe it to the patient so that the patient, when they go to bed, they can go to bed and they're not itching themselves Mm. to to, to this massive pain. I am so honored to be here today to be able to give you the skills that you can do this process more efficiently. Thank you for caring. Thank you for doing what you are doing. And I hope that you are as passionate as I am about getting this to more doctors. Mm. That's a big difference. Yeah. And then you just look at them and you'll, you, you've got that. So yeah, that's, that's a big part that we went through mm. showing respect in content. I'm thinking, was there anything else? Um, I don't think we went into a lot of content. We went through a bit, a bit on PowerPoint, you know, the, um, the latest bits on PowerPoint where you're where I'm really, really saying to people, do use animations, use a lot of animations, but there should be a purpose to each animation. Mm. But the purpose of an animation is two things. A, it increases clarity. If you've got like 10 objects on one slide, you will uh, not know where to focus. Mm. But if you animate it, you will know where to focus. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons. The second one is dopamine. 
if you show 10 objects straight away, there's nothing to look forward to. You know, everything is already shown. What is there to look forward to? Nothing. So there's no dopamine. But if you go click and then you build a bit of anticipation up for these, you go, I'm going to show you 10 things. Um, I'd say from a personal perspective, number five and number seven are my favorites. But we have to start at number one, of course. Right? You go click, mm. click, and they're like, where's number seven? Where's number five? <laughs> Give it to me. And you you sell your data and you animate. It's uh, such, a sh such an easy hack to do in PowerPoints. So we went through those mm. those bits mm. as well, and bits bits and bobs on that. So it was a full 10, 12-hour, two-day session filled with literally 15, 20-minute theory, 20-minute practice, 15-minute 20 theory, 15-minute, 20-minute practice, just over and over and over and over and over and over again. A lot of video recording, audio recording, listen to your voice, look at your video. Yeah. What what did they say in the end? Like, what was the difference for them? In my personal case, I had just so much relevant material for them. Mm. It never ended. Mm. Mm. And that's not what they're used, used to. Or that's yeah. not usually what people are used to generally. They're used to that one person has one focus, one subject. Yeah. But like... P presenter, I could do a three-day training on that, mm. on how to mm. harness your own emotions yep. and substances. D, delivery skills, I can easily do a five-day training on just delivery skills and how to deliver better, where to stand, where to move, uh, facial expressions and so on. And then uh, content, another five days. Mm. Um, so, and, and all of that will be different. So it's not like rehashing anything. Mm. So they just went high, high relevant value content. So that was... That was one of the things. And then again, I have my 20 soon. Jeez, man, I have to upgrade that number. <laughs> we are looking at 26 years of experience in the subject. And something shifted about six years ago. The first 20, I was delivering things according to a structure, like a pre-planned structure. These last six years... I go into a room, I don't really have that much of a plan. Mm. I just pick it up. I go, you need this, you need this, you need this. I'm going to give you exactly that. I'm going to give you exactly that. So every single person gets tailored, adapted content and feedback and growth. Mm. And for 20 years, I had this like disposition that I went through. Yeah, so this is what everyone is going to do. Now yeah. we're going to do step one, two, three, yeah. and four. And then, yeah. yeah. Mm. No idea, Lucas, why that took me 20 years to, <laughs> to come to. It's Maybe it's just a sense of maturity that it, I needed two mm. decades to just go, it doesn't matter what you throw at me. Mm. Whatever I see, I have a solution and an answer to. Mm. Maybe that just took two decades for me. Mm. Makes sense, I think. Yeah. It just yeah. feels a bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what it is i mean having true experience in a field and doing the same thing over and over not the same thing well you're constantly developing but it's in the same subject matter yeah and becoming really 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 the expert in that subject matter will will just make you see things that others are not seeing yeah um yeah. and i know there 
of people out there that just like, I want to be good at this, but then I want to uh, climb the career ladder. I want to change. I want to do different things. Mm. Uh, I remember one time, long time ago, when I was working in the events industry and we had an awards ceremony, uh, ceremony and one of the account managers at the company, they, they handed out like the best account manager of the year and the best business manager and, and, and so on. And this guy, Thomas, went up and he won his fifth, sixth, seventh year in a row as account Oof. manager. Uh, unbeatable in, in sales. Like yeah. no one could beat him. <laughs> he hit the, 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 the salary roof ceiling every single yeah. month, always. And what he said in his thank you speech was, everyone here will tell you to put in the work, climb, get to the next level, whatever you do. Like everyone's climbing. Yeah. I am not. Yeah. I am the best in this role. I'll keep being the best in this role. I will not <laughs> pursue anything else. This is what I'm doing and I'm brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and and it was true. <gasps> so he really mastered his role and just kept on doing it instead of just releasing that and going for something else. Fascinating. Yeah. That's a brilliant perspective. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it and it, it's, it's stuck with me for yeah. a very long time. That's inspiring, man. Yeah. I just realized we, uh, another like association to this that I just popped in my head a story is that we're in the JP Manor now, which is in Sweden. And there's a park behind here. I have it's like a football field, mm, whatever. Mm. There's measure, different measurements all around the world. Yeah. So it's, it's like a football field or two, if you include everything. Uh, I remember we had a gardener who came over, Terry, and he was going to help us out. And he walks into the park and he's French, so quite passionate. And he just goes off all cylinders, you know. And he goes, my God, you have a, you have, you have that tree and you have that tree. My God, you have these bushes and you have these flowers. And look at this, the soil just picks up the soil, smells the soils, work around, go around and looks at him. Like, look at the hedge. And he goes, what have you done with this tree, David? How could you do this to this tree? We have to, this is our focus. And I'm like, that was, that was a mind blowing experience because he went around 20 minutes and he saw things that I had never seen and could never see hmm. because he'd spent 10 years, 15 years being a gardener, being an expert gardener. The same thing where I go in and I look at people communicate, I see these things because I spent time in it exactly the same as he did. For me, it's practically everything's green. Nuances are green, right? Hmm. Trees are green, grass is green, <laughs> hedges are green, bushes are green. Leaves are generally green. The garden is green. Not to him, my man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's 50 shades of green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good experience. Yeah, so I think that it's a good summary of, of, the, uh, of the session we did. Mm. Great takeaways. I think we've covered a bunch of them in the pod as well. Yeah, hmm. oh, really cool. Well, I, I'm looking forward to, to hearing uh, the results for them uh, yeah. to see how their uh, performances in court yeah. changes and, uh, and just, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to hear. A super bonus skill as well. I spent, I went there Wednesday, right? I'm back yesterday, Sunday. Mm. And I am not jet lagged at all. At all. And, and the, the trick I've learned when I go to, new time zones is just keep 
to your own habits and your own times and and you won't get jet lagged and so yeah I, I went to bed the same time as in Sweden. Mm. I woke up in the same time as in Sweden. I, I That meant that I ate breakfast at half past 12 at night. And then I ate lunch at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then I went to the gym at 2 o'clock in the morning. So I mm. kept exactly the same schedule mm. I have, have in Sweden. And that's a nine-hour time difference. Back now... It's, I slept like a baby tonight. Nice. Just kept the time zone. So that's um, it's important to know that time zones and circadian rhythm is is controlled by sunshine, by when you eat, and when you exercise. Mm. So all three are impacted or impacts yeah. the circadian yeah, rhythm. So so if one is non-negotiable, sunlight, different yeah. time zones, then yeah. keep the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And I just avoided sunlight. For these days, ah. yeah. And so I just <laughs> well, that's also a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in the conference room, I could take the, I could do the choice to go out into the hallway where there was sun, mm. or I could be in the conference room and go in the other direction, which was the kitchen, which I did. Mm. I can live without sunshine for five days or four days. That's not a problem, mm. uh, as long as I can keep that circadian rhythm going. Because going backwards and forwards in time zones is, could otherwise, you know, literally. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. Truly bring down your energy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cool, my man. Right. Thank you. Thank you. High five. Bye bye. Bye bye.